And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, last week was the American Farm Bureau Federation annual convention in Puerto Rico. A lot of news coming out of that convention. Well, one thing is certain for farmers regarding the latest waters of the U.S. final rule, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation, and that's more uncertainty. The rule comes as the Supreme Court will soon release a decision on a lawsuit against a previous version of the rule. AFBF Deputy General Counsel Travis Cushman says the new rule goes beyond the previous rule being challenged at the Supreme Court. We were very disappointed to see the uh, the rulemaking come out the way it did. Uh, if, if you listen to the oral arguments on October 3rd in the second case, it was very clear that the Supreme Court was very uncomfortable with the significant nexus test. Yet that's what this new rule does. It doubles down the significant nexus test and in some ways makes it go even broader. So I think what this does is it creates more confusion on the farm fields and it just it messes things up when we know that very soon the Supreme Court will be having a new guidelines for the agencies that are very different from what EPA has just now released. However, Cushman says don't expect the Supreme Court decision to end the WOTUS debate once and for all. So the current case is not on this new rule, so I believe you'd probably need to have a new challenge to that rule. And that's why they should not have put this rule out when they did. Well, Cushman made his comments during the opening press conference of the American Farm Bureau Federation annual convention again last week in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Also during the convention, Nordef, the winner of the 2023 Farm Bureau Ag Innovation Challenge, they developed technology to produce diesel exhaust fluid at the point of use. Nordef's William Wall says winning the competition will help his company reach the marketplace. Just the awareness of our product and that we exist. That's been wonderful. But the money is also really nice. Uh, it's going to get us to production. We already have some prototype units out there. We're working with some universities in the Kansas City metro area, helping us get through that product validation. And this $50,000 will get us to some commercialization. Wall says the competition was a great learning experience for his company. The competition process has been great. We got to spend some time with Cornell University and some professors who helped us strengthen our elevator pitch but the exposure, again, the relationships, the networking has been wonderful, and we've gotten to meet a lot of great people who have only validated our idea and our business model. And Genesis Inc. was named runner-up in the contest and received a total of $20,000. Finalist Mycologic LLC won the People's Choice Award, and finalist Chop Local also competed in the final four. Walls encourages others to apply for the next competition. Oh, I would say don't stop. I would absolutely say if you think you have something, then do it. It takes a lot of just blind faith in starting a business in general, but especially in competitions like this. The application period was almost a year ago. It's a very lengthy process, but stick with it and see it through. Whatever your idea is, absolutely try it. Farm Credit, Bayer Crop Science, John Deere, Farm Bureau Bank, and Farm Bureau Financial Services support the Ag Innovation Challenge. AFBF is accepting applications now for the 2024 competition. You can learn more at fb.org forward slash challenge. Again, that is fb.org forward slash challenge. Well, farmers are in the process of choosing between the ARC and PLC revenue protection programs. Dr. Paul Mitchell, state specialist in cropping systems with the University of Wisconsin Extension Service, outlines the main differences between the two programs. 
Well, PLC is like the traditional commodity support program. It's a price support program. It puts a floor to national prices, $370 for corn, $840 for soybeans. And these have been around for a long time, this kind of a program. ARC is a little newer. It's still been around a while, but it's a county revenue-based floor. And so it mixes that national price with your local county yields to create a floor at the county level for revenue. And so each county is a little different, whereas the national price for the PLC is the same no matter where you are in the U.S. Farmers need to do their homework to figure out which program works best for their specific operations. They like to have these two programs so the farmers can kind of select the one that works best for them. Traditionally, the ARC at the county levels work better in the upper Midwest, whereas PLC is tended to work better in the South for some of those crops. But even that rule doesn't always apply. Wheat isn't a good example there. A lot of farmers like PLC. It's about a 50-50 split nationally on that crop. And Mitchell says the choice isn't as difficult this year because commodity prices are strong. This is not a major issue this year. That 370 floor for corn, the projected price is 570 for corn for the 2023 crop. That's the national average price across the whole marketing year. Board of Trade today, December corn is trading for 590. Um, soybeans is $13.90. The floor is $8.40 for soybeans. That's the same price they're using to calculate those revenue guarantees for ARC. And so I'm telling farmers not to sweat it. If you want to pick one, I'd pick ARC because there's a likelihood the county yields are low and you might trigger a payment in your county. But the likelihood of that is very small. And so this is a year I wouldn't sweat it. Pick whichever one you had last year if you're fine with that. Or if you want to really play the program and maybe maximize returns, ARC. Now, some farmers may be tempted to not participate in either program, but Mitchell says that's not a good idea. Yeah, you want to keep yourself in the program. The record's there because you want to get your yields in there. You want your acres and all that kind of stuff because the new farm bill, when it comes out, they upgrade these programs. You want to have your yields in there so you can raise your payment yields so that in the future when the programs, they've raised these floors, you'll be eligible. Um, the same thing, you want your data in the system. You just want to participate. If you've got the base acres in your operation, re-enroll every year. It's always better because then in the future, you can apply for the new programs, whatever they are. Again, that's Dr. Paul Mitchell with the University of Wisconsin Extension Service. Well, the nation's biggest annual gathering for the potato industry is the Potato Expo, sponsored by the National Potato Council. This year's Potato Expo was held at the Gaylord Rockies Resort in Aurora, Colorado. And after a rough couple of years, NPC CEO Cam Quarles says it felt good. It's been a wonderful event. Two years ago, we had to just have a virtual expo. Last year, Omicron hit us pretty hard. It felt really great to have an expo that was entirely back, full blast. It's the biggest expo show floor that we ever had. Our attendance was just just off the charts. It felt really, really good. Coral says it went about as well as could be expected. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of folks certainly just wanted to be back to business. This Denver, where we are at the Gaylord Rockies, the facility has just been fantastic for us. And I think we had a lot of really high quality speakers and terrific events. Shoot, we had three Food Network celebrity chefs joining us cooking potatoes and just having a great time. It was a ton of fun. And next year, Coral says they're headed back to Austin. People really enjoyed Austin. That was back in 2019, and uh, we're re returning to Austin again. Uh, that was a terrific show. We think if this one that we're going to be doing a year from now will be great.
Again, that's Cam Corral, CEO of the National Potato Council. And also coming up, the Beef Sustainability Forum will be on Thursday, February 2nd during the annual Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA trade show in New Orleans, Louisiana. It will help highlight the industry's sustainability efforts. The panel discussion will be moderated by Colin Woodall, CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Josh White, Senior Executive Director of Producer Education and Sustainability with the NCBA, says, quote, sustainability continues to be a top priority for NCBA. This special event will include cattle producers and industry leaders from various sectors discussing strategies that improve sustainability and how those efforts can enhance sustainability for the entire industry, end quote. You can find more information and register online at convention.ncba.org. Well, that's all the time we have for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.